It's Ella and Mia here, and we are so excited to be your hosts for Great Stories, a podcast by Mills and Wills SA. Hearing stories from the wonderful Mills and Wills SA team and seeing the benefits this service provides in the community led us to create a space where people can gain insight into the values and histories behind our organisation. This is what this podcast is all about, sharing knowledge and inspirational stories by learning about the values of Mills and Wills with all of you. Each month we post two new episodes, one full length and one shorter episode, which we call Bite Size. These are released on the 1st and 15th of every month. Let's get into it. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode. I'm pretty sure this is the 7th episode and the 11th episode in total, including the bat size, which is really exciting. They're going really fast. Um, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about homelessness. Uh, like I've said before in previous episodes, the kind of premise of the podcast and why we wanted to create it is um, to bring light to things, or just to talk about things in our community that aren't really talked about often and just to start conversations about things that kind of affect us all and that um, are important. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about homelessness and um, a few things about it. Now this is a very condensed uh, version of the topic and I'm obviously not covering everything and every aspect of homelessness. It is a very broad and multifaceted um, issue and so if you're interested definitely keep reading about it, check it out and I'll talk a bit about that at the end. So let's get into it. Uh, Just a little heads up, there will be a lot of statistics and numbers Uh, that I'm mentioning in this episode so I'm really sorry if that's confusing but I just wanted to give kind of a real clear picture of um, what's going on uh, in Australia. So um, the Australian Bureau of Statistics statistical definition of homelessness is quote when a person does not have suitable accommodation alternatives They are considered homeless if their current living arrangement is a dwelling that is inadequate, has no tenure, or if their initial tenure is short and not extendable, or does not allow them to have control of and access to space for social relations, end quote. Uh, Merriam-Webster defines homelessness as, quote, having no home or permanent place of residence, end quote. So the first kind of area of this topic that I wanted to talk about uh, is some statistics on homelessness across Australia. So the following information is taken from the Specialist Homelessness Services uh, 2020-21 annual report. Uh, This was conducted by the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, which is a government agency, Australian government agency. So this report consists of data collated across 278,300 clients that were assisted by the Specialist Homelessness Service uh, during this time period from 2020 and 2021. So 18,610 of these clients were located in South Australia alone, which equated to 
around 105 per 10,000 people. That means that one person in every 95 people living in South Australia are homeless. Compared to the rest of the country, South Australia is about right in the middle of the range in prevalence of homelessness, uh, with Northern Territory having the most homeless people with 411 per 10,000 people. Uh, So more women experience homelessness in Australia than men, uh, with about 60% of people who used the SHS services are women. Uh, Three in ten people who used their services were aged 18 or under. That got me thinking. Uh, I learnt in one of my course lectures at uni that the average person who experiences homelessness in Australia is a single mother with children under five. And I just really wanted to see the um, like hard evidence and statistics about that. So I found a, a research conducted by the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare in 2019 that supported um, that fact and found that 20.4% of South Australian residents who experienced homelessness during that period were single parents with one or more children. And this figure drastically decreased when looking at the prevalence of homeless couples with one or more children, which was at about 6.4%. So when you look at it from that perspective, it is increasingly worrying that 28% of all homeless people are children who really aren't receiving much sympathy or support from the public due to the negative connotations that our society has with homelessness. Um, This takes me back a bit to the conversation that I had with Professor Fiona McKay a couple episodes ago about the impact that food security and food insecurity has on children for the remainder of their lives. So just to list off a few things that uh, we talked about, it can have a negative effect on their cognitive abilities and function. Uh, their growth may become stunted and they are likely to have issues with digestion later in life, among other things. So homelessness also increases these negative effects even further as it is likely that they uh, will also not be able to go to school and do not have a consistent home life, again, among a long list of other things. So homelessness... Um, Food insecurity does come along with homelessness and is incredibly damaging to the child's development and um, that continues throughout their entire life. I also just wanted to talk about women specifically who experience homelessness. So among adults who use the SHS services, the most common age group were 25 to 34 year olds who accounted for 19% of all the clients, and majority of these were also female. There is definitely a lot of um, data and evidence about why females experience homelessness at a higher rate than males. Uh, I just wanted to talk about my opinion on it. Um, I feel that it is definitely, you know, a kind of carry on or lingering effect from the 
um, gendered roles in our society that we had and we still kind of have where women are generally had to be reliant on the male um, for income and were responsible for um, looking after the children. So if we talk about a single parent, um, the mother is generally more likely to look after the ch children and be the primary caregiver than the um, male parent, if there is one, and therefore they are unable to have a um, full-time job or really even a part-time job if they are alone and looking after their child and so it is really easy to see how single mothers and single fathers but uh, if we're talking about women single mothers um, end up experiencing homelessness or food insecurity or become at risk of either. I also wanted to just quickly touch on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their um, drastic overrepresentation um, among people who experience homelessness. Um, so, out of the people who use the SHS services um, in the time period of 2020 and 2021, they account for more than 28% of all clients. This equated to a rate of about 810.6 people per 10,000 Indigenous people compared to a rate of 80.2 for non-Indigenous people. Considering that there are less than 1 million Indigenous people in Australia, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, about 12% used SHS services in 2020 and 2021. If we look specifically at Adelaide, the proportion of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who accessed this service in 2018 to 2019 within Greater Adelaide were at 25.6% of all clients, which is a very, very high rate for the number of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people living in South Australia and in Australia and is very worrying and definitely something that I think needs to be brought to attention and definitely is by a lot of amazing activists right now and throughout history. So research conducted by Flinders University in partnership with Baptist Care SA in 2020 found that majority of marginal housing groups within Greater Adelaide are in crowded dwelling with around 33% of people staying in short-term emergency accommodation. A higher proportion also located in supported accommodation or boarding houses with the minority staying temporarily with other households or in improvised dwellings. South Australia also reported the highest proportion of returning clients in the country with 67%. I wanted to look a bit more into this because I found it interesting and also that's more than half of all clients needing to return to the SHS services. So I read the 2020-21 annual report for the South Australian Housing Trust. There was a section on this report on public complaints that were reported during this period and uh, their three highest problem areas according to this report were safety, uh, namely lack of duty of care and poor cleanliness, 
uh, excessive waiting times and issues with policy application. However, their best categories were professional behaviour and service delivery. And I just found that interesting because those negative factors definitely do have an impact on why people had to keep coming back to SHS services because um, in order to get out of homelessness, there has to be some sort of housing availability and support housing support service available and if the housing support services aren't really supportive then it's a lot difficult more difficult to get out of um, homelessness so that kind of is all of the statistical um, information mostly the next aspect I wanted to quickly touch on is about the number of people who are at risk of homelessness and some of the main causes of homelessness in Australia. Obviously, it differs for people, it differs, it differs for um, gender, race, um, sexuality, um, age, income level, where you live, and um, just person to person, it, and there are also a number of ways it's not just one way for each person or each situation um so i'm obviously not going to touch on all of them um but i will just mention the top few so according to sa.gov you are considered to be homeless or at risk of becoming homeless if you quote are experiencing or escaping domestic or aboriginal family violence have trouble maintaining your housing, have been released from institutional care like a hospital or prison and have nowhere to go, are sleeping rough in a car or temporary shelter, are temporarily sleeping or couch surfing at a friend's or family member's place or living in overcrowded conditions with little or no privacy or security of tenure, have received an eviction notice, have separated from your partner and don't have anywhere to go, are recently unemployed, have problems paying bills or have fallen behind in your rent or mortgage payments, are a young person aged between 15 to 25 years and have been kicked out of home. So there are a lot of different factors going into if you are considered homeless or may become at risk of being homeless. So the same Flinders research that I mentioned earlier reported that 62.6% of people at risk of homelessness are women, with the remaining 37.4% being men. And that kind of relates to what I was saying before about why women are more likely to experience homelessness. So there are several factors, like I said, that contribute into someone experiencing homelessness or becoming at risk. According to launchhousing.com, there are five factors that are seen as the primary cause of homelessness. These include low income and or income stability, experiencing discrimination, difficulty accessing or maintaining a living situation, limited social capital and support, and housing market tightness. I just wanted to quickly discuss a bit further the fourth um, cause limited social capital because I found that really interesting and also really troubling because 
socially homelessness is really looked down upon and so if experiencing limited social capital having limited social capital um is one of the contributing factors that led to someone's homelessness that situation is not going to improve while they are homeless it gets significantly worse just because of the way that people um, view homeless people and homelessness in our society it is getting better but it is getting slowly better and definitely needs a lot more improvement and so if you do not have um, any social capital then it is very difficult to kind of gain that enough to be able to escape homelessness and kind of get back to a comfortable, healthy living situation. Now, I kind of want to wrap it up here. Um, This is a very condensed discussion about homelessness and did not include several important topics such as mental illness, disabilities, and uh, the idea that our society has of who a homeless person is. Uh, and several other things. So I wanted to finish this conversation off with a quick mention on support services that are available in South Australia. But if you are interested in hearing more, I highly recommend that you read some of the studies conducted about homelessness. There are many available to read online and they each provide a detailed insight into a specific area of homelessness. Some of the ones I read were specifically on homelessness in rural areas or homelessness in um, homelessness experienced by families, um, specific races, specific ages. There's very detailed information on um, certain, I guess, characteristics or attributes. Um, So if you're interested, definitely have a read of them. I think it's a very important topic and important to kind of understand a bit more and do your own research so that you have a broader view of our society and what's kind of going on in our community. Uh, So housingsa.gov has a list of homelessness service providers that are available to contact and or visit, as well as information on affordable housing. So I will attach the list in the podcast description box so that you can access this if you're interested or you need to. So that's really all I had today. Thank you for listening this week. I hope you found it informative. Definitely do some more research if you're interested. Uh, Be sure to tune in to our next Bite Size episode on Monday next week. And also make sure to follow us on all social media at Meals on Wheels SA. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and post on there frequently so definitely check it out and um yeah have a great week and see you next week thank you for listening to our episode and learning a bit about mills and wills essay we look forward to seeing you next fortnight if you have any questions or comments or even ideas for future episodes please get in contact with us at ella at mills until next time have a great few weeks